Hello everyone and welcome to the Kickabout. We're at the halfway stage and it's Liverpool who lead the way. I'm your host Chris. I'm Dan. I'm Lee. And welcome to episode 156 of the podcast. Our apologies, or my apologies, for no episode last week. Um, I had, I think, I'm pretty sure I caught the dreaded Rona over Christmas, so um, couldn't taste or smell or anything like that. Um, so yeah, we had to postpone last week's. And as such, we've missed rather a lot of football. Probably the worst time to get ill when you're trying to do a football podcast when there is so much going on over the Christmas break. Um, so tonight's show, rather than uh, doing what we usually do where we sort of review all the games from the weekend we're kind of just going to take a bit more of an overarching look and sort of review the season up to now and look forward to the second half of the season um, and you know talk about the sort of the general big talking points of the season so far um, but before we do all of that of course uh, we will start with this Damn the stat man yeah, so stat this week. Um, there have been 10 goals scored by players against teams they previous, previously played for in the Premier League um, in December, which is the most in a single month in the competition's history. Okay. Um, I'll give you the teams, because obviously it would be quite difficult for you to remember the entire month who scored against their former club. But yeah, later on I'll um, give you the teams and try and have a well, You say give us a team, teams of who they're playing for now. <laughs> Yeah, or teams uh, that they I'll give you both who oh, they okay. scored against, yeah. All right, cool. Nice one. We'll do that later on. Uh, Lee has also very kindly um, picked up the mantle to create a quiz for us this evening in Pete's absence. Um, Pete is expecting a newborn any day now, really, so um, not entirely sure when Pete will be back. It will be a case of he'll be back when he's back sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it all goes smoothly for when the big day comes. Uh, right, we will do a quick FPL update, actually, um, since it's been a little while. There's obviously been quite a lot of uh, opportunities for movement. I was having a good time over Christmas up until this week. I really need um, Liverpool to absolutely shit on Newcastle tonight <laughs> um, to kind of rescue my, my week. It was looking good when I had only Aston Villa that played, I think it was on Friday, I think it was, and I had eight points for Watkins, eight for Bailey, and only one for Pau Torres. And I think, okay, it's a good start. And then progressively, just not really got much better from there. Arsenal had a bit of a shitter. Solanke didn't do much. Um, and I'm scared that Kudus isn't going to be playing tomorrow for West Ham. Speaking of what I was saying to Lee earlier, so Salah's obviously playing tonight. He's up to AFCON. Kudus is obviously representing Ghana, but he plays tomorrow, or supposed to be playing for tomorrow for West Ham. Um, do you know who the Ghana manager is? It's Chris Hewton. Who was that? Who West Ham playing tomorrow? Brian. Brian. <laughs> So he's obviously maybe some still allegiances there trying to own steel kudos before West Ham play Brighton. Yeah, because I think you're supposed to release them today, aren't they? Yeah, so um, there's if that happens, unfortunately, Nkunku comes off the bench and he gets me a single point. So not not amazing, but yeah, it all kind of lives and dies with this result tonight because I've got two Liverpool defenders and, and Captain Salah. So uh, yes, uh, Dan, how did you get on? How, or how have you been getting on over the um, last little while? Yeah, last few weeks I've started climbing up the old tables, um, first or second in most of the mini leagues. I think I'm, I was sixth in the podcast. I think I'm down to eighth. 
Well, I'm glad somebody Apparently is flying the flag of football knowledge mm. on this podcast because it certainly ain't me. I've had a shit week though so far. Both two of my centre backs got zero points, which was nice. Um, but I've still got like four or five players left to play, including my captain. So hopefully, I can recoup some points in this game. Nice, uh, Lee. <clears throat> a better week this week. I've had a shocking December where I was sort of keeping up with the likes of Dan and that, and then I've had four or five game weeks where I've hardly got any points, and I've dived down to all of the tables. <laughs> uh, I'm 62 points so far this week, but I've only got um, Ariola left to play tomorrow. So I was yeah. saying that to Chris the other day. You were right behind me for ages. Yeah. I was literally just, like 20 yeah. points behind you, and yeah. now I'm like 130, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, given that you've got 62 and one to play, I've got 19, and I've got one, two, three, four to play on the assumption that Kudus isn't playing tomorrow. So, yeah, not looking particularly brilliant for me. I suppose I did take a minus four this week as well. Um, and I've got to have, obviously got to take Salah and Kudus out anyway because of the... So a minus four would have come off that score yet, would it? Is it not? No. no. Kirsty. <laughs> so I'm net 15. <laughs> for sake. Right, I need Salah to score about six tonight. Um, so, anyway, uh, that is our FPL updates. Um, let's get on with the kickabout alternate universe then. So, this week, um, as we're at the halfway stage, we're taking a bit of a view of everything. Um, I've asked the gang here to basically come up with something in the world of football, Premier League, whatever it is, that they would like to see changed. Um, if we could keep it non-VAR that'd be great but I suspect it's probably not going to be uh, Dan why don't you kick us off um, yeah I've not bothered with VAR because well I think it's a crock of shit anyway <laughs> um, I've got sort of got two like one is 3pm uh, kickoffs I think should be on TV mm-hmm. and you shouldn't have to have a mortgage to fucking pay for one yep um, to like the old Sky subscriptions and stuff like that is what I mean. Um, and then another thing is I think there should be like wage caps. Um, it pisses me off that players can ask for more money because they've scored a couple of goals, but as soon as they're playing dog shit, you can't pay them less money. No, no, it does. It's really... I, I, used, to th- I used to think of a way of doing it where you have like four tiers of basic wage for depending on how good the player mm. was and then everything else was bonus related score a hat trick have 60k yeah. or something along like, those lines like strikers getting goal scoring bonuses like that's your fucking job yeah like, <laughs> imagine if he got a, a letters delivered bonus like I mean I don't know if Which you do get that but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah fucking ridiculous that'd also help with all these clubs getting in trouble all the time because they wouldn't mm. be spending as much money yeah mm. although I suppose in, in a way it would be would it be a lot harder to budget for them because obviously, if everything's performance based, you know, if they have a shocking season, they're going to be quids in. But if they have a great season, mm. they could be, uh, you know, in in the shit sort of thing. Mm. So, um, right then, Lee, what's your change that you'd like to see? So the obvious one of our just get rid of it, just can... yeah, scrap it. But also, managers getting the sack during the season. Oh, I like this. I like yeah. where this is going. I think they should be. In, they've got contracts just like players. And I don't think it should be so easy to be able to just get rid of your manager. I mean, I would love to see a situation where like it becomes so bad for the manager, but they have to stay. It would be hilarious. It would be. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of an example of recent times where things have gone really, really sour. Mm. Um, maybe like Marco Silva. Conte. Or, yeah, Conte yeah. at Spurs. Yeah, Mourinho mm-hmm. at any of the clubs he's yeah. managed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that would be class. Because you're right. I mean, when was a player ever sacked because their mm-hmm. performance was shit? Mm-hmm. Um, never really, unless they've you know done something really bad. But um, yeah, no, I like that. Um, my one is 
sort of related to VAR, but not. Um, it's to do with, um, it's one of my pet hates with football, it's where the linos don't flag for offsides for like 30 seconds a minute, however long it needs to be. So you see a player running through, then clean for on goal, and then the linesman will either wait until the attack peters out or you know, goal kick or goal, whatever. And then the flag will go up, and then you watch the replay, and they're like three, four oh, yards wow. offside. Mm-hmm. It's like in those situations, why can a linesman, they've obviously been instructed to do this, mm-hmm. Why can they not just use their own fucking eyes and go? That's offside. And um, there's almost at this point, there's almost no point having linesmen because they don't actually, other than balling in and out of play for throw-ins. Are they doing anything else really? Let's face it. There's no point really having refs anymore because yeah, they're too scared got, to referee as well. They've got so. such an easy ride nowadays that mm. you know. Yeah, I don't know. Where, they can where, afford where, to make mistakes because you can just check it straight away to see if they've done it right. I mean, we saw, who was it the other day? I think it was, was it Roy Hodgson? He was arguing, or somebody was arguing about we should have checks for yellow cards on VAR when it leads to a red. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I, I don't want to get VAR any more involved in football than it already is. I'm, I'm not interested. I don't mind it for red cards if it's, you know, obviously not a red card or, you know, mistaken identity, whatever it may be, but not for yellow cards. No, mm-hmm. I'm not about that. That's That's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, but I suspect no, there's. Was it not the United? Was it the United game? When he got two yellow cards? No, it wasn't that? Was it? I thought it was Delo when he got two stupid yellow cards. Um, reason, but I don't think it was that game. No, I mean there was obviously there was plenty of talk and controversy about was the it second Dyche? yellow. Oh, you might be right. Actually, it might have been Dyche. Um Yeah, I've done Hodgson a bit dirty there, but um, yes. Anyway, yeah, he was complaining about. People asking him who's going to replace him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he got he got really upset about that. Didn't he? <laughs> um, anyway, right. Let's um, let's move on. So yeah, at this point in the show, we would usually talk about uh, the games themselves from the weekend, but because there's been so many, frankly, we don't know where to start. So given that we are just now, I think we've just tipped over the halfway point through the season. Uh, we're going to talk about the main parts of of the league and, and give our viewpoints on um, how we think this is all going to play out. So we'll start with the title race. Um, Liverpool. Um, are effectively top on the assumption that they uh, they don't lose this. How do we see this title race playing out? Because it's all this is probably the closest it's been at this point in the season for some time. I mean, it's three well, at the moment until this game finishes, but it's three points separating the top five, which is brilliant, in my opinion. It makes it more exciting. Yeah, I think we should. Um, I, I don't know whether it's a case of one like Man City being poor because you look at historically they're about right for mm-hmm. where they are now so other teams have obviously stepped up um but honestly at the moment i don't know if i could really call it i mean my gut will always say man city because of the experience they've got of, of winning the league um but they have looked shaky at times arsenal are you know having their rough patch right now liverpool have been far con- far from consistent all season mm-hmm. now who do you who do you pick from this group i think it'll be between city and liverpool oh, exactly the same yeah i think Unless Arsenal actually get a decent striker in during this month, mm. I don't think they're going to get anywhere near. They're just not good enough in front of goal. But Do yeah. you think there's problems brewing at Arsenal? Because I've watched their last couple of games. Obviously, I watched the West Ham game. I watched most of the Fulham game as well. And for me, West Ham, and to a degree, Fulham sort of defended in very in a very similar way, but they were more adventurous when they got when they had the ball and they were going forward uh, than West Ham were. But obviously, similar results. Have they effectively shown the rest of the league what the blueprint is to beat Arsenal? 
Because it feels like if you played that low block against Arsenal, whereas Man City will eventually tear you apart and Liverpool did it against West Ham in the Cup as well, Arsenal don't look like they've got it in them to actually break a team down. And I just wonder whether or not... They're all about the, the pace and the the quick breaking through the lines quickly and not having to break teams down, aren't they? Mm. That's how they manage to... But you, know, you, you look at players like... Odegaard, you look at players like Saka, they're all quite cute players, if yeah. that's the right word. They're, they're looking for those that's little tiny Arsenal. pockets Arsenal of space. always been that team. Well, for the last 15 years, they've been that tippy-tappy, quick passes, one-twos around the defence and scoring goals. But this season, they don't seem to be able to do that. And No, I mean, we did sort of say at the start of the season that the one area that we thought they might struggle would be up front. Mm -hmm. Um, when people weren't convinced about Jesus and his goal-scoring abilities. He's obviously had injury problems as well, which doesn't help. And Ketia has had numerous chances now. I don't think he's going to cut the mustard as a replacement, so they need somebody else in. Ain't good enough. No, um, I mean, it was quite something, wasn't it, that Arsenal fans were actually saying that Havertz missing in the last two games was a... Well, in the West Ham game, sorry, was, was a problem. And you think... Like it's been shit all season. You've been mm-hmm. slating him all year. He has one or two good games. All of a sudden now you're actually praying that he's in your team. He's literally done exactly the same as what he done at Chelsea. He'll have a couple of games where he's brilliant and he just goes missing again. Mm. So, so I mean, what do we think? I mean, see, all the rumours about Arsenal in, in January is that Ivan Tony is their is their big target. Um, I actually don't think they'll get him because I think Brentford's situation at the moment with how bad they've been, I think they can't afford to yeah. sell him. I no. think also, I saw, I can't remember who it was now, but Arsenal... In order to get Tony, they would have to sell players first. Yes. So. Well, Ramsdale is one of those that they're looking to yeah. potentially. But that's another thing on. as well. That's, I think Arteta's caused problems this <laughs> season with the whole Arteta and Raya thing. I think that might have helped unsettle the team because. It, it was a situation that didn't need between, fixing. Yeah, exactly. So it was a bit like us with our goalkeeper situation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think De Gea was really a problem area that really needed fixing. Not, no, not certainly not a priority area. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I think Thomas Partey, um, you know, as, as good as Declan Rice has been for them, I think at times Thomas Partey, just that real destructive force in there sometimes is a miss for them. We've seen how good he's been in in, in the past. But, he's been linked with a move away. Yeah, so I think um, Eddie Nketiah, Smith-Rowe, Reese Nelson, apparently they're all on the potential chopping block for, for Arsenal. I'd be surprised if he lets him go because he's used Jorginho... He never. St- I think he started the other day. It was like his second start for us. Yeah, but he, it's really okay. Mm. I thought he was more than that. If, if he felt like a bit of a um, trying to think of an equivalent player. Not really a, a Park Ji Sung because that would be very unfair on Park Ji Sung. But like a player that he tends to deploy in very specific scenarios. But maybe if he's only started two games, obviously I'm wrong. But um, yeah, perhaps. But then if he hasn't, if Partey's going. That leaves Rice mm. on his own. And if he gets injured, I know he's got a very good injury record, but if he gets injured, who who goes into that midfield mm. without Jorginho and Partey there? So, yeah, I think Arsenal have got some problems they're going to need to sort. And this will be a test for Arteta because last season it was just them and City. Mm-hmm. And now they're in amongst lots of other teams. So, you know, here we are, you know, three, four weeks ago, Arsenal were top of the league. And now I haven't got their fixtures to hand up. Just bring up their fixtures. But I'm pretty sure that they've, they've lost... I think two games, two or three games now in their previous uh, six. They definitely lost the last two. Uh, uh, results. So, yeah, lost to Fulham, lost to West Ham, drew Liverpool, beat Brighton, lost to Villa. So that's one, two, three, four, five. So that's one win in their last five, mm. um, which is not title winning form. 
So yeah, problems at Arsenal. Um, how do you view Liverpool? Do they need do they need anything in January? Do you think? Obviously, Afcon's going to hit them with Salah not being there and <coughs> left back potentially. Depends on when Simicass and Robertson are back. Mm. Yeah, I mean, who are they playing there at the moment? Is Gomez still playing? There? Yeah, Gomez playing left back, but it's not really a long term option, is it? A Robertson and Sim- I mean, Simicass, uh, Simicass. was it collarbone? He did. Yeah, yeah he um, broke his collarbone. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that cheered Jürgen Klopp up after. Mm. Who was he with? It was Saka, wasn't it? Yeah. Mikaya Saka. Took it both of them out. <laughs> Nunez clean through. Yeah, he's fucked it. Diaz didn't know. That's 1-0. Of course he has. I've just taken him out one day. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think Salah was involved, so... No, no Salah. Um, but, um, yeah. Could have I... rolled the other way, couldn't it? Yeah. Or maybe... Oh, I'll oh, flags up. Oh, sure. <laughs> See, there's that example again. Nunes is fucking always, waiting yeah, for ages. Yeah. Nunes is always offside. Wait, yeah, it's Nunes again. It's not offside. It's tight. Um, the guy, Nunes in the middle. Dan Byrne. It's so weird they've got, like, the slowest back four ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think if Liverpool um, are going to strengthen it, I think, realistically, it's probably just in defence. Mm. I think midfield-wise, they look like they're fairly set well, now. They strengthened midfield-wise quite a bit, didn't they? Yeah, and, it, that, you know, you can't just keep strengthening. You need to let them bed in. I use onside, then. Um... But I don't, I don't... Have they really ever settled on a, on a defensive partner for Van Dijk? Because they do seem to chop and change a bit. It seems to be Canate um, at the moment. Canate seems to be, yeah. I don't know if Matip... Is Matip still there? I think he went to Saudi Arabia, didn't he? Did he? Could be wrong. I don't remember seeing him this season. I th- well, he's had injury problems well. anyway, hasn't he? Uh, well, is he still there? Hmm? Yeah, he's still there. I thought I saw him play the other day. Maybe, yeah, probably did. I thought he'd gone. Um... Oh, he had an ACL injury. Scans yeah. confirmed that he got an ACL injury. That was on the 14th of December. Yeah. Oh, maybe I didn't see him play. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think Liverpool are really well placed. They've um, they've sort of quietly gone about their business this year, haven't they? Because everyone's kind of looked at them thinking they're a bit misfiring. Obviously, Nunes up front has been, you know, the target of the majority. It is offside. Mm-hmm. Um, Nunes has been the, the target of the majority of criticisms with the amount of chances he misses um, I still th- I think ironically their most important player is actually Diego Jota because when he plays yeah. they just yeah, seem to have a real different dimension about him mate that I work with he's a Liverpool fan and he doesn't rate Jota at all he says other than scoring goals he literally doesn't do anything well, that's what you wanted for him that's well, what I say he's yeah. an attacking well, player Nunes up top he don't yeah. score <laughs> yeah I'd be interested so would he would he not play him like and play Diaz instead all the time yeah, then? yeah. interesting Diaz having another go. That's a penalty. Salah on that. Beautiful. Yeah, lovely. Salah penalty is what we'd like to see. Miss it. Miss it. He doesn't mind missing a few though. Yeah, you do. I'm sure our listeners are loving the uh, the commentary of this game. Um, So let's talk about uh, Man City then. Um, Obviously, they seem to be through their bad patch, you would say. They seem to have found a little bit of consistency again. Phil Foden's really picked up the mantle for them. Alvarez has found the back of the net a few times mm. as well. Um, are we sort of bracing ourselves now for this traditional disappearance? Man City, Man City, you, you know what they do, so you can never write them off. Mm. They've got so many class players. Yeah. Well, De Bruyne is back now as well, yeah. isn't he? He was on the yeah. bench uh, the other day. I don't think he actually came off the bench in the end, but um, I just imagine he'll get a run out in the FA Cup this weekend. And they, They've got a game in hand. Um I don't know how many points they are behind. Their game in hand takes them top, depending on this result, I think. Yeah, so they're not that 
Yeah, so yeah. if Liverpool win this, they'll end and City win their game, and then there'll be two points behind Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, it's yeah, funny, it's... Isn't it? as soon as they lose a couple of games, everyone starts saying, "Oh, were they written off for the title, or this, that, and the other?" And it doesn't take them long to get back in. No, Tony Arnold's taken it. What a guy! What a guy! Do we see them dipping into the transfer market in January for anybody? Do we think? I don't, know I don't think so. No. no, I can't think where they would. Maybe another centre back. Stones keeps getting injured, mm. but. Could, could they, they really need it? Could they go for another centre midfielder if they, have, they move Phillips on? They've just signed some 16-year-old, I think, haven't they? Yeah, they love a Luke South American. Litter, <laughs> yeah, another 16-year-old, 30-year-old. <laughs> um, yeah, do they, you know, if they move Phillips on, are they a bit short in centre midfield if they lose Rodri? Doesn't play anyway, does he? So. Yeah, that's true. Even when Rodri's out, he don't play. True, but, you know, this is quite the we're talking about. Dick he he, coming he, back. he always wants that op- a good mm. option. Mm. He's got quite option. a few youngsters there that... He starts. He started to integrate quite a few of the youngsters yeah. in, hasn't he? Yeah, Rico Lewis, etc. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. What's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Bob. Bob. <laughs> no, I know. What's his first name? He's got. A, it's just I a can't really. Is it Isaac Bob or something like that? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I can see. That, I mean, you know, they, they've not been humongous spenders in the in the transfer window um, the last <laughs> recent times. From I can't think of any sort of like crazy purchases they've done. Grealish, that was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't tend to do January signings. No. Um, but, you know, given where the league is right now, you know, I just wonder if they think, well, there's four other clubs in really, or five other clubs realistically in the fight. Uh, sorry, four other clubs realistically in the fight. Um, is that including us? No. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, where are you? Let me look, can we keep looking down the table? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah I just wonder whether they might just fancy a little dip in there just to sort of uh, you know keep the keep the squad fresh the last thing you know Guardiola's always been one of these play, one of these managers sorry, who doesn't like to allow a squad to get uh, stale mm-hmm. always try and get one or two new players in just to keep things moving keep things fresh Liverpool had that problem a couple of years ago where they didn't really make any changes and all of a sudden it all came crashing down Yeah, um, and City have got away with that because they've been rotating that squad a little bit so we shall see um, but yeah chances are probably more outgoings than incomings at City you would think in January um, and then I suppose we need to talk about Aston Villa really because they won't go away um, you know they had that little little hiccup didn't they where they lost to um, who did they look was it wasn't Brighton was it um, it's United right oh of course it was yeah, yeah. United how could, I, how could I forget sorry Dan Tuna what cruising and then didn't come out for the second half. No, absolutely not. So yeah, they had that little bit. They obviously they drew with Sheffield United at home as well, which was a bit of a bit of a surprise result. But you know, you're not going to go through an entire season and and just keep kind of smashing everybody and winning games. So, but they still find themselves as things stand right now, second in the league, forty two points after twenty games. You're a bit it's... lucky against Burnley as well. Burnley in the were, end, Burnley were down. That's what you need though. Yeah, yeah luck. Burnley down to ten men, and then they um. Had a last-minute penalty as well. So, I mean... I do like Villa. I like the way they play. How long do we realistically stay to see them being in this conversation? I'm so cautious because of the Leicester thing. <laughs> You've got to be so careful now by saying that and they'll just fall away. I'm trying to, I, I think it depends on how far they get in Europe, really. Mm. I'm trying to find, like, hallmarks of... Or, or, or things in that team that you can you can look at and say that will be the reason that you mm. fall down. And the only one I can think of, other than um, you know bad injury to someone like Watkins, would be Europe. Mm. But with with not wanting to play down West Ham's success, it is only the Conference League. So what what will get there is the travelling, not necessarily the opposition, depending on who's in the I haven't seen who's in the competition still, um, and who's come down from the Europa League. But 
um, you know, they're, they're, they're fairly favourable opposition for the majority of the time that you're in there until you get until you get the latter stages. Um, so just be the travelling that gets them. So I think I can see them still being in, in this conversation for probably another between five and ten games. Let's have, let's have another chat about it then. If they're still, you know, within within touching distance of the of the of the league leaders, at the very least, you should say that they're firmly in the conversation for that top four. Mm-hmm. Which you know we may be getting ahead of ourselves even talking about the the, the title. What Aston Villa fans might be looking at this and thinking, "Fuck the title, we just want to be in the Champions League." Well, the thing um, is, at the moment, is there four teams better than them? Probably not. Probably not. No, I would so, say that that top four right now is a deserving top four. Yeah. Um, you know, Spurs have done well to navigate some fairly serious injury issues that they've had. They've had a couple of crappy results in there as well. Um, but I would say, yeah, that they're they're there on merit. They haven't really, they've not really lucked through too many games. Um, so I think, yeah, fair play to them. I can see them dipping into the transfer market. I can I feel like maybe just one or two new recruits just to bolt the squad out to help with that European adventure. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening. Maybe a loan signing or two. Um. So yeah, I think fair play to them. So if you had to, um, you obviously you guys said Liverpool, Man City. Who who's your money on for the title City. right now? Yeah, City still, still City. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, still City. I don't. I I think to bet against City at this stage of the season, I think you just you're a fool because we've been in this situation so many times yeah. with them. Um, and unless. Uh, the trouble is, is that we've seen what it takes to beat City in terms of the number of points you've got to be and how consistent how consistent you've got to be. I'm not sure, as things stand right now, that Liverpool and Villa can be that consistent for the entire season. I'm almost certain mm-hmm. Arsenal can't. You look at their recent results, shows that, unless they suddenly find it from somewhere. Um, but I think Arsenal have got some bigger problems they need to solve, and I think the title is too soon for them this mm. year. Um so, right, okay, let's turn our attention then to the other half of, or the other end of the table, I should say. Let's talk about the relegation fight. Um, it's a, It's got a bit interesting over the last couple of weeks because all of a sudden, um, Burnley and Luton in particular have, uh, or certainly Luton, have, have started to find some form and started to find a few results. And it doesn't take much when you're in that bottom end of the table to... A couple of a couple of wins. All of a sudden, you're you know you're you're within touching distance of those teams in front. Um, and I just want to. There's there's probably going to be a few apologies tonight. I know you wanted to make one about one of one of the players mm-hmm. uh, earlier later. Like <laughs> um, but I think I feel I feel like I should make an apology about Luton because I said at the start of the season that I was worried that they might go down as one of the worst ever Premier League yeah, teams. points. Like they'll get the lowest points. Um, and at the moment, they are, you know, they're just showing a real level. Of, it feels like they're adapting each week as the, as the games come. They're adapting. I mean, they haven't been battered by anybody this season, mm. to the best amount, apart from, I think, was it against Brighton? Uh, really early, the first or second game oh, of the yeah, season. They lost at 6-1, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, four, five, six, whatever it was. But it wasn't just the result. It was the performance. They looked so far off it. And that was one of the reasons why I said about, I think they could go down with the lowest points. But since then, they... You know they they look really good. I mean they were very unfortunate not to get something out of the um, Chelsea game. Out of the Chelsea game, yeah, they did, they deserved, four times or whatever it was. They deserved not only to draw that game, but probably to win it. Yeah. They, was, they was the better team, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in that second half. So I think um, I think Luton. I think uh, Rob Edwards. I think if if Luton uh, if Luton do stay up, will that be the greatest achievement by a promoted side in Premier League history, certainly in recent history? I'd say so, because they haven't got a massive amount of quality in that side, but what they don't, they lack in quality. Their 
like togetherness and the way they work for each other's mentor. Ross Barkley, he's been brilliant. Yeah. And also Andros Townsend since he's, he's made a big he's, difference he's, coming he's, in. Yeah. Um, so no, I think, I mean, pretty sure Chris Wilder got Sheffield United to 10th in their first season in the Premier League. I feel like that was better than Luton just staying up. I Sheffield know, United weren't exactly. No, Premier but they they had experience in the Premier League before pre previous. A long, long time ago. Uh, well, it was only four yeah. or five years before that because it was the whole West Ham Tevez thing. Four or five it? years before, right, maybe a bit longer than that. But <laughs> all I mean is, is that you know Sheffield United they they got it's probably like decent decent a decent stadium. They've got some pedigree in the league, albeit not mm. a huge amount. Luton were not expected what to be anywhere Brentford? near the promotion. Um, yeah, I suppose actually they're not in a they're not in a too dissimilar conversation actually. I think they um, could go down this season. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they are in the mud. Um, I think Thomas Frank needs to be very, very careful. Mm. I um, think it'd be a shame if he got sacked. Yeah. Well, it's back to your your point earlier, wasn't it, about managers? Mm. You know, not not facing the sack. I think Thomas Frank's probably the reason no one's talking about him right now is that he feel like he's got enough in the tank. But then we thought that about Steve Cooper, and he got the chop. But then, in fairness to Nuno, since he's come in, they've looked a different side since Nuno's come in in three games. And they've How long is that going to last? Is it, is it that new manager, new manager bounce. bounce? Yeah. But uh, no, I think Brentford are in real trouble. They are counting the days until Tony comes yeah. back and, and praying that he hits the four ground. Four players now to the yeah. AFCON and the Asia Cup. So yeah, they're in they're in deep trouble. Um, so, but no, I back, just back to the Luton point. I just think, given that the size of their stadium, given that they were absolutely nowhere near. Uh, anybody's thoughts of getting promoted last year they played a brand of football that frankly was never going to work in the Premier League so they've had to adjust a different, slightly different style to that um, I just think it would for me be one of the best achievements um, in, in recent times I think they've been they've been brilliant I don't know if they will stay up it's going to be tight at the moment um, but um, yeah what about the other two Burnley and Sheffield United before we talk about the ones just hovering above let's talk about the other two Burnley and Sheffield United did you see any hope for those two? Burnley less of a hope they I don't know I just can't see them picking up too many points they're too soft yeah too easy to play against I just I feel like company says the same thing after every single game that you know we've got to adapt to the Premier League we knew it was going to be hard it's like well you're 20 games in now you need to start adapting pretty quickly yeah I was going to say if you haven't adapted by now you're in trouble um, I mean, you know, they have only scored. They scored twenty goals. They won three games. Um, I think he's got away with it a bit as well because of their starting run of like eight games or whatever it was it was horrific. Yeah. So they were so far behind, but it hasn't improved much. No, I, I do think that. Oh, it's Newcastle going front, and there goes my clean sheet. Fuck everything. He did that. <laughs> Who was it? I think it was Dan Byrne. Oh, I know. Oh, it was offside. Oh. Oh. Ah, offside. Fuck everything. <laughs> um, right uh, yeah but, I mean Burnley yeah I think I feel the same I think company has he's attempted to do similar to what Marco Silva has done in the past where yeah. you've got a manager who sort of like regimented in his style he had this obviously brand of football that worked brilliantly in the championship he's tried to maintain it in a league where he doesn't have the same quality and in a way I feel like that's kind of why Luton have been doing better recently. It's probably why Brentford did well when they came up. It's probably why Sheffield United, when they came up last time with Wilder, did well. It's because they said, we're not good enough to play this amazing, fancy brand of football. We are going to have to work our absolute nuts off and be regimented, be be hard to be, be hard to break down and, you know, try and use our strengths. In Luton's case, it's, you know, it's, it's some of those direct balls into yeah, the box. physical as well. Physical side. 
use their home advantage as well, that closed enclosed spit uh, pitch with the fans kind of on top of you, and you play to your strengths. Whereas I feel like Burnley, they're just so desperate to play this brand of football and they just don't have the players to do it. I, f- I love to see a statistic on how the teams that come up do compared to each other because I swear that the playoff team always tends to do better than the two teams that won first and second. I mean, as a, as a general rule, usually you'll get one side who's a cut above. Come the end of the season, mm. you'll get one side who finishes top, maybe even the top two will be a cut above and they'll win the league by nine, ten points, whatever it is. And that'll be because they've played a brand of football and they've, managed to, they've blown most of the teams away. And then the team who comes up from the, the playoff, and often it's ne- it's not the third-place team either. Yeah. It could be fourth, fifth, yeah, or sixth. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you could make a case for saying that it's the least deserving of all of those playoff teams that have come up based on league, league performance. So you do find that they come up with a, a different, maybe, attitude, a different no, I th- approach I, to I, it. I saw a thing before saying about, like, the team that wins the championship you know, they play an entire season of, of battering teams and playing as like the Man City of their division. Yeah. To then the next season be the worst team, one of the worst teams in the division. It's hard to make that adaptation. Yeah. Whereas the team who finishes sixth and wins the playoff are coming up thinking, well, we weren't even the best yeah. seed team in the championship. Yeah. So we're, we know, we're ready to be that, <laughs> yeah. you know, dogged team in this league and just try and grind out results. Um, Sheffield United, I mean, I feel like they have improved a little bit under... Fuck me sideways. Trent Alexander-Arnold's nearly scored a Van Basten-esque goal. Um, I'm pretty sure that's just hit the bar for almost the byline. Can we just uh, have a little quick look at this? No way you meant that. Oh, oh my that God. If that goes in. He's just trying to fizz that across. Yeah. There's no way he should. Um, but yeah, I feel like Chris Wilder has has improved them uh, a little bit. It, it feels like they they have been a little bit more regimented but the results have not improved and ultimately that's the important thing if you don't get the results you're not going anywhere so they are seven points from safety as things stand um for me at the moment they're the ones that i can say almost categorically look dead and buried i think burnley there is still a sniff i think luton there is more than a sniff but you think Um, they've got nine points and they're just over halfway they realistically probably need another 25 points maybe to yeah I mean that's a good question what do you think is the cut what do you think is going to be the cutoff based on what we've seen there what do you think the cutoff is going to be in terms of what a team's going to need to stay up low, 30 low to mid 30s yeah, 30 I so, something like 30. that yeah 30 and I can't see them picking up another 25 points yeah 25 points what's that <coughs> in 18 games that's uh, 8 wins something like that yeah. 7 or 8 wins from their last 18 games um, yeah, won I two don't, in I their don't see it well, yeah, exactly. They won two of the first twenty. They would have every time they played a team in the sort of bottom seven or eight, they'd have to win it. Yeah, and then you got then you could probably do it. But other than that, I think Sheffield United are in deep trouble. Um, the team's just above then. Um, Everton seemingly hit a bit of a a, a a tough patch, I guess. Lost the last three in a row. Um, you know, it wasn't so long ago that we were talking about them. You know, their form was good enough to be in the uh, in the European places. Mm. If you took away that ten points, I mean, even if you took away their ten points now, it's only twelfth. Whereas before it was like seventh or eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're back in trouble again because all of a sudden they've stopped scoring, yeah. um, and they're conceding goals again. I mean, they've just let me look at their fixtures. Who have they? Um, who have they played recently? They got tonked by Wolves. Um, they have played Man City and Spurs. In fairness, in the last three, but um, the Wolves game in particular, I thought they were. They were so outplayed by Wolves. Um, Wolves been good though this season. To be fair, yeah, they, the results haven't always gone their way. They they do play a nice brand of football. Mm. Mm. So um, and obviously Brentford are in 
free fall right now. Um, to me, they are sleepwalking yeah. down that table at the moment. They, it's almost like they are completely like out of control. Like they have no way to be able to reverse their course at the moment. Do you think if they had Tony and Wemos in the team both fit, they would be in that position no. they are now? No. I think they're so important for that team. Mm-hmm. I think actually, you know, if you look at their... They've got Neil Morpay leading the line. Yeah, I mean, that tells, <laughs> you, that tells you everything, doesn't it? I mean, to be honest, even when Mbwemo um, was playing, they were still doing okay. They were yeah. scoring goals, creating chances. So Mbwemo has been just as big of a miss as, as Tony has been. Um, Tony, I think I'm pretty sure he'll be back for not uh, the... So we've got FA Cup this weekend, which is like the sixth weekend of the sixth. Then there's a game of uh, Premier League fixtures after that. And then we've got this sort of like winter break thing where you, each team plays once in two yeah. weeks. I'm pretty sure it's the 16th. So depending on when Brentford's fixture falls, he might be back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the, because of how Brentford's season has begun to pan out, there's so much pressure on Tony when he comes back now because it, all of a sudden... If he comes all, back. Yeah, all eyes are on him now. Um, I think I don't, I don't know what's left in his contract, but Brentford have got no choice but to yeah. keep him until the summer now. To be honest with you, if they got any aspirations to stay in the league, even if his contract was up at the end of the season, they still say they sorry. They need to say sorry. You're staying to the end of the season. Yeah. We'd rather lose you for free and stay in the prem rather than sell you now, make a bit of money, but then get relegated. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I, I've not heard anything about his contract, so I don't think no. he's in that situation. Um, I'm going to say it's like th- two years. No, maybe. I'm pretty sure he's got 18 months. I'm pretty sure I saw okay. it's. At least 18 months he's got. So chances are he comes back in January, helps keep him in the league, and then they sell him in the summer, summer yeah. um, for a bit, bit less of a, of, a, of a price, if you like. Um, Nottingham Forest and Crystal Palace, uh, 14th and 15th. I feel Fulham in 13th. I feel that feels weird because it feels like their form has been really good recently. Um, to see them kind of in 13th feels like a bit crappy. I don't know why. Um, but I'm not including them in this conversation. I'm just going to keep it to Palace and Forest. Um, do you see either of those two being drawn in? Forest, yeah. Forest have got new... To be fair, actually, Forest have got the most they, players going to Bafcon. Going. Yeah. I mean, and obviously they've picked up two wins in the last two, but before that, they were right in, yeah. that, mm. in that relegation fight. Palace, um, if they keep um, Eze and Elise fit, they are massive for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, they took apart Brentford um, yeah. at the weekend. You saw they? how they've been... Since them two have come back in the last couple of games, they've actually started scoring and picking up points. Yes. Uh, I mean, Hodgson has already, I think it's already been announced that he's going at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so he won't want to have a, uh, a relegation. He was going to West Ham. <laughs> Don't even do it, no. Um, yeah, he, he won't want to have a relegation as his last active football because I can't see Roy Hodgson returning to football management, not at the elite level anyway. What's he now, 76, 70? About four years younger than Santa, I think. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't think Palace will get drawn into it, on the, as you say, on the assumption that Elise and Eze stay fit. Forest, it's going to be, as you say, it's going to be a really interesting January because they're losing a lot of players, a lot of big players. Um, a lot of pressure is going to rest on people like um, Morgan Gibbs-White to pick up, the, yeah. uh, pick up the mantle while they're away. So have to sort of wait and see how that pans out. One team who really do deserve a shout is Bournemouth. How they've climbed the table in recent time. Yeah, the form they've picked up. I mean, actually, I mean, we're going to move on now and talk about sort of our biggest surprise package of the season. We can talk about clubs and specific players if you want. Um, so yeah, I mean, kick us off at Bournemouth because they've been incredible yeah. over the last month and a half. Bournemouth and Solanke just yeah banging in the goals. I do find it frustrating when a player like Solanke, who's had the career that he's had start scoring goals like that's all of a sudden everyone's saying oh he's going to get a 40 million move to like Newcastle and West Ham were towered as well it's like 
but maybe that's his level. I maybe think. that's like where he's he's finally found his feet. Don't take him out of that environment no. the second he starts scoring goals. I think he'd be silly to move from there. He's he looks like he's a bigger fish in a small pond. Yeah. And I think if you take him out of that, well, you saw what happened at Liverpool and at, uh, he was very young at Chelsea, so you can't really count Chelsea. But at Liverpool, he just didn't do anything, did he? No. Um, I mean, he was obviously up against um, oh, yeah. Prime Salah, Mane, yeah. and, and um, Firmino, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's taken him a long time to find his feet, and obviously for Bournemouth themselves, it's taken them a while to find their feet under under Iriola. But you well, we're know, talking about him getting sacked, weren't we? We're yeah, saying he's probably been the first ones to go. One or two games away from the sack, yeah. I would have thought at the time, given their form, and now all of a sudden they're twelfth in the league. Um, they're nearer sixth place West Ham than they are the uh, the bottom part of the well, league. If they win their game in the hand, they go joint tenth. Yep, they'll go joint tenth. Um, they'll stay. In they'll actually they'll stay where they are because they unless they smash the uh, result um, because of their goal difference. Um, but yeah, I think um, from a surprise package point of view, I think you have to mention Bournemouth. I also think you have to mention Wolves mm. um, because uh, I was saying to you the other day. Actually, I, I really like Gary O'Neill. Um, I don't know if anybody saw his interview the other day where they were um, uh, they were talking to him and he was he was talking about his relationship with the Wolves fans and he was talking about. Um, He's just so humble. I think he said something like, I can understand why the Wolves fans wouldn't have been very excited when the name Gary O'Neill was announced as their new manager. Basically putting himself down, saying that I understand that I'm a nobody. Um, And yet he's come in and he's taken a Wolves squad that, let's be honest, had a lot of people taken out of that squad at the start of the year. They had a lot of players um, that were moved on, big players, you know, Raul Jimenez, Adama Traore, um, who was the midfielder, Ruben Neves. Yeah, Neto's picked up an injury. Neto's picked up a big injury. Yeah. So he's done incredibly well with that squad. Um, and they look decent. You know, people like Cunha look mm. really look really decent. So I think he's got to be uh, with, a, with a shout. They might miss um, the Asian lad now because he's going to the Asian oh, wow. point. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a good shout. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a number of it. You know, it's not everyone keeps talking about, oh, we're going to lose players to AFCON. I think people have forgotten there's also an Asia Cup going yeah. on. Um, so, you know, Son Heung Min mm-hmm. and Hwang are the two obvious ones. Atoma. Yes, Matoma. Um, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Jackson must have a, uh, a Japanese parentage somewhere. <laughs> so, yes, um, any sort of individual players that you would say have surprised you over the course of the season that you would say? In a good that, way or bad way? Uh, we'll start with a good, good way. way. I think Huang yeah. is one of them because I, I was listening to, I think it was the Wolves game the other day, and they were saying usually, you know, Son is on to be the highest scoring Asian in the yeah. Premier League, whereas Huang has actually given him a run for his money this year. Yeah, I think Huang's definitely there. I think you have to say Solanke again. Yeah. Um, I think he's been outstanding. Um, Palmer, been brilliant for Chelsea. Yeah. One shining light. To be fair, yeah, I take back what I said about Palmer. I did say he was just a penalty merchant, but <laughs> I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. Um, I also think Ollie Watkins deserves a shout because you know we've talked about him being a massively streaky player and for the most part he's stayed pretty consistent yeah. for Villa this year even if he's not scoring he's assisting he's doing something yeah, yeah absolutely um, Ross so, Barkley he's been very good for Luton since he's turned up there mm-hmm. yeah um, I'm trying I'm just looking through some of the teams in the in the league there and looking for particular players in, in said teams I don't think there's any any others that I can think of from a signing point of view um, I mean I, I guess I'm not sure I would say it was a surprise package because when Kudus came to West Ham that I'd heard that he was very good. I guess you could say you surprised, are we surprised that he's taken to the Premier League so quickly? Um, but it's not necessarily a surprise because we you know we paid 40 million for him, so you expect him to be to be mm-hmm. decent. Um let's talk about the other side then. Let's talk about the biggest disappointments there. Previously as well, um that Udogi, I would have said. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Maybe uh, Basuma had a yeah. had a fairly big turnaround under under Ange, isn't he? And um, the Spurs goalkeeper. Yeah, that's a good shout. Oh yeah, Vicario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vicario, he's been yeah. brilliant. Some of the saves he made at the weekend. Dick. Yeah, he kept them in the game, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, Shobosai. I hope you say his name. I think he's oh, been Liverpool quality for Liverpool. Yeah. 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 Um, any Newcastle players in there just to give Shearer a mention? Anthony Gordon, maybe? Trippier's been... Uh... <laughs> uh... Wait to the biggest disappointment. Then we'll, talk, <laughs> then we'll talk about him. Maybe we need to talk about his missus if I know if he's a disappointment or not. Miley Cyrus. Liver Mento. Yeah. That do. Yeah, that do. Uh, biggest disappointment then. Clubs and and, and individuals. Mason Nicholas Man. Jackson. Yeah, I feel like this was quite a personal <laughs> one, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. Mason Mount, I mean, is he still injured? Or is he just not being picked? Claims like he's injured when he does. Yeah, play. I don't know. Couldn't care less, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fair to say that that transfer has not worked out at all. Um, not the only one that hasn't really worked out. Would you say halfway through the season... Um, where would you rate Anana as a as a signing? If you put your serious hat on for a second, <laughs> uh, seriously, yeah. Where would you? Where would you? How? If you gave it a rank of A from an A to an F, school grades. I need to do my alphabet. Here. <laughs> oh bless him. Uh, a D. Really? Okay. I think he's the reason we're out of the Champions League. Um, he threw a couple in, didn't he? Yeah, more than a couple. <laughs> um, but he has, like. Saved us in a few Premier League games. Hasn't he got the most clean sheets in the Premier yeah. League? Um, so I think Premier League form, he's yeah, been but he's, okay. That's no coincidence that Maguire's got back in the team, surely. Should we have put him in the biggest surprises for the, yeah. for the season? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> he's serious. He's played for ages. Yeah, I know, but he had a good run. I mean, we all thought he was dead and buried, and he did come back and put some form he together. He did, yeah. You know, credit where credit's due. We shit on him a lot, yeah. rightly so. Rightly so. Um, but yeah, he did, he did um, have a little bit of a purple patch for a while. Is yeah. he back fit now? Just no, not playing. No, he's still injured. Still injured. Okay. I th- I think you could put every United signing this season in the disappointed category. Mm-hmm. As much as I think Hoyland could become a good player, he's still a disappointment. Yeah, yeah at you're the absolutely moment. right. Yeah, one goal return in the Premier League is not mm. good enough for someone that you paid was it fifty, sixty million for or whatever. Um, from a from a club point of view, I think you 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 know Chelsea mm-hmm. unfortunately have to be in that bracket again. I just worry for Chelsea. I, I look at the team that they have, I look at the, the players they have, and I just wonder what is needed and how long will it take to get you back into that we need to make bracket some at the top. <laughs> <laughs> we need a striker. We need someone who scores goals. That's the main thing. I know defensively we've been fucking awful recently. I don't know why it's happened because of the first six, seven games of the season, defensively that was one thing that mm. we, we was really good at. We weren't conceding. We looked solid and we were sudden. Like, Against Luton, first half we looked solid, and then second half, as soon as they scored, they dominated. It's like, yeah, yeah, just it should have been should five or six yeah. three to them. Yeah, the the crossbar saved us a few times. Mm. Petrovic, oh, uh, Petrovic has actually been Petrovic, really good. Yeah, he's been very good. Um, Petrovic, Petrovic, Petrovic. Yeah. Oh, was Petrovic? No. Well, anyway, yeah, I think he's better than Sanchez. Yes, yeah, I would hope that even when Sanchez comes back, he stays in. Mm. The first game that he came in when he came on as a sub, I was a little bit worried because he flapped at a couple mm. one out. But I think you know you're coming on. Yeah, you've not you've not. But really, since then, never expected been, to play when you're like brilliant. third choice, do you? Yeah. Penalty save. Do you sign the, him this season? Yeah, give him mm. the season. Was he a replacement for Kepper? 
No, because Kepler was supposed to still be there, so he was going to be like third choice, I think. Right, okay. I'm interested to see how our Turkish fella gets on. It'd be interested to see what happens when Kepler has to come back at the end of the season. Mm. It doesn't look like he's going to go to Real Madrid now. He's fallen right out of line. Oh, is he? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, Courtois went back and he still isn't playing. He's, so who they got in goal then? Um, I forget who they have in goal now. Navas? Is he still there? No, he's at PSG, isn't he? Oh, um, you could always go who was the keeper that, actually it wasn't hang on a minute wasn't um, who was the keeper that Forrest had you all know him but they did yeah, that, that was Navas. it wasn't Abbas yeah. on loan wasn't it yeah it was yeah. he was quality for them yeah I don't know where he's at right now whether he's still back at PSG mm. and not playing or whether he's a free agent gone somewhere else I'm not sure um, any other club disappointments is um, it just signings no, not necessarily. Just a general discussion on, on who's been disappointing. Um, whether it's a new signing, whether it's somebody we expected to be doing better than they are. Saka. Okay, I'll tell that back. He played the last game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think actually you could throw in Saka and maybe even Martinelli as mm. well. I think both of them have been way below their standards That's in recent years. Odegaard. Yeah. The thing is, Odegaard is. I when I watched the West Ham game, and he was the only one who was who looked really like he was on his game. Mm. You know, he was trying to make things happen. It's just everyone around him was just so poor. Um, I think Jesus has been a mm-hmm. let down for them. Um, he missed two guilt-edged chances against West Ham. Yeah, but he's a mid and he's not a goal scorer. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> he's a he's a Firmino. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely definitely Martinelli, probably Saka. Um, I also think that defensively they've looked pretty shaky. I mean, Saliba has not been the rock that he was last mm. year. Um, I feel like Zinchenko is also having a bit of a tough time at the moment. He's get copping a lot of flack from the Arsenal fans he's at the moment. He's quite defensively poor though, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's always been a. I don't think he really wants to be a defender, does no, he? Because he I plays think, midfield for he's Ukraine. Like a CDM, yeah. Um, so I don't. Both goalkeepers try to outdo each other, don't they? Yeah. Throwing one in. <laughs> so yeah, I think you can say that. Which is weird, weird saying that about a team that's currently sitting in fourth, and up until a couple of weeks ago, we're looking prime candidate for really pushing Man City all the way um, but it does it does feel like Arsenal have just um, come off the come off the, the rails a little bit and just need to um, get something together maybe bring in a player or two in, in January and do some do some business um, I think also could you say Newcastle how do we feel about Newcastle form has been really bad over the last six cool. games Champions League's been pivotal wasn't it this year having Champions League taking it out of them a bit a lot of injuries yeah. now. They, yeah, they had a really tough... Like, they had to play a strong team in every single yeah. one of their group games. Normally, you'll have one team in there where you... Yeah. Well, I suppose they were that one team, weren't they? Yeah. 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 The shitter. <laughs> um, Same as us. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Henry because Newcastle had, last season, around the, the cup final, didn't they? They had that wobble and then they came back mm-hmm. again. So, Eddie Howe's got... Um, They're still a in... A job on... No, they're not. No, Chelsea not knocked them out, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, um, I did hear, and I wanted to get your opinions on this. I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say, but there has been some murmurs that Eddie Howe's recent form and the fact that if you look at their January, they've got a very difficult January. They've got a lot of big teams. They've got a big derby in the FA Cup with Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Um, if this all goes badly, could Eddie Howe be in the crosshairs? You know, we'll, and I don't necessarily think it's because everyone suddenly thinks he's a bad manager because that obviously isn't the case. We're more thinking about do their hierarchy look at that and think, look, we had Champions League last year and we're now they're sitting mid table. Are they going to be patient enough to allow Eddie yeah. Howe more time I, to build I, it back up? Again? I don't think it'd be that long term anyway. No, as I, soon as they are like established, 
they'll go for a bigger yeah. name. Bigger I think name they've been waiting for this sort of wobble so that they've got an excuse yeah. to get rid of them and bring in like a fancy name. Yeah. Who do you um, think they'll go for? Probably Mourinho. like Mourinho. Yeah. Oh, man, can you imagine? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, um, and I think Eddie Howe will have Which will be drop off as left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll go to England though. Not yet. Might have to force him. Yeah, get the FA to give him as much mm. money. Like, here's a blank check, write, write <laughs> your number on it. Um, I mean, I would love him in, in the England seat um, because we, we've all said before about how we, we prefer the England manager to be English. Mm. Outside of Eddie Howe, is there any other England manager right now that you could say, English manager, sorry, that you could say, I'd you know, quite like him as manager. Potter. Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like he needs more time with the players to get his message across. He doesn't get, you don't get much time well, with Southgate your squad. Got 10 years, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But I think it would be very, I think they, I, I'd be very interested to know or to see if that does happen, if how does get the boot, how Newcastle fans react to that. Because Eddie Howe is worshipped up there. Yeah, I think he's quite liked, isn't he, by... Yeah, and I should imagine all the players love him as well. Yeah. You know, he's done so much for that team in a very short space of time. Um, but it's a results business, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, the results at the moment have been pretty poor, and the the, uh, the performances have been pretty poor to go along with it. Interesting to well. see what they do in the January transfer window. To be honest, there's, there's talk of them obviously signing a goalkeeper, De Gea. Potentially, yeah. But they could sad, have signed him but... by now if they were going to do it because he's mm, free agent, yeah. isn't he? So this is true. Um, I do wonder what they can do though, because obviously they they've spent recently big on Tonali. Obviously, yeah. that's, didn't, well. that's one thing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one obviously is a is a real kick in the teeth because he was their marquee signing of the summer, wasn't he? Really. Mm. Um, so I don't know where they stand from an FFP point of view, how much money they realistically can spend in January. Um, there was that talk of Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves came out and said no, he prefers to stay in Saudi Arabia. But I suspect that uh, if the imagine gets, saying that, I know, imagine saying no, I'd rather play in the uh, in in the Saudi Pro League, um, where I can pick up my money. But the thing is, if he goes on loan to Newcastle, he will still get the same money. Do you want him to live up there? Well, Newcastle. Yeah. Live in Newcastle, or and you live in a country where there's really bad human rights. Um, Saudi. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, let's have a quick look at Newcastle's fixtures. Um, so obviously Liverpool now. Then you got the Cup, Sunderland. Then you got Man City, Villa uh, in January, and then into February it does get a little easier. But I mean, they're facing Luton, mm-hmm. who, as things stand right now, are, are playing pretty well. Is that home or away? That's a home game for Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Forest, way. yeah, Forest Ball within Arsenal. So they, yeah, January is a is a big, big month for for Newcastle. So let's uh, let's see how that one plays out. Uh, anybody else want to talk about from a disappointment point of view before we move on? I think Chelsea and United. Have <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone. That's pretty much so, the yeah. next uh, subject. Well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to give you guys the opportunity um, as fans of the club and and the knowledge that you have. Um, what are you looking? Now that the Jim Radcliffe stuff is now finally over the line and done, mm. um, what are your predictions? What are your aspirations and hopes for 2024? Um, and what are your realistic hopes and ambitions for 2024, <laughs> I guess? Um, I want to see like some sort of structure and plan because it's constantly talked about, but I genuinely don't see what the club are trying to achieve. Um, there's talks of them you know, getting in a like a, is it CEO or whatever, like the, the proper structure in terms of the backroom staff, like recruitment and all that sort of thing, which I think is needed. 
because um, I think Gary Neville and that were talking about it the other day that you know the recruitment team shouldn't have signed off on spending so much money on all these players that Ten Hag obviously wanted. No, you don't have a sporting director. No, no, exactly. We haven't got anything like that, um, which I think is a massive mistake. So all that sort of stuff. Um, in terms of signings, we obviously desperately need a striker. Yeah. Um, Interesting there. What What do you do with your striker? Because Hoyland has been Hoyland in the in the mm. Premier League. Obviously, he's done well in the Champions League, but you have put down a, a, an amount of money and. Up to now, he has been your main striker. If you go out and sign another big name striker and effectively oust him from being the number one that he is now, how is that going to affect him? Do you think that he had that opportunity, he didn't take it? Is that going to really hit his confidence hard now being ousted from the team? Yeah, but you can't just keep playing him and hoping that he suddenly becomes a world class striker. Like you can't just depend on some kid that's never like he, he played one season for Atalanta I think he scored like seven goals mm. and then we're making him our heart <laughs> you know what I mean like what what are you doing do you think that there's a tactical issue though as well because you, we've seen the stats throw up about how many times <coughs> people are passing the ball into Hoyland yeah yeah I don't think he's been helped at all and it's not just him I mean that was a big reason why Ronaldo f- failed like in the second season because no one was giving him the ball um, I mean, Anthony just spins around and it doesn't really, <laughs> he doesn't put the ball in the box and he's so obvious to watch. Like, he constantly goes onto his left foot. Yeah. Um, so I think he needs to drop in. You've got Sancho's obviously not in the team anymore. Rashford is a shell of himself. The only one that I like is Garnacho. Rashford's been better the last game or two, though. Also, yeah. there's, been a, there's been a bit it's of nice a. Nice of him to turn up. It's <laughs> scored. Yeah. yeah, there's been a positive. I saw him in that Villa game, especially, you know, he laid on two assists. Mm. One of them was off, obviously offside, yeah. um, scored as well. So I think he's, um, you know, it, there's been some improvement. Yeah, there. he has looked better the last couple of weeks, but, you know, <laughs> with 20 games into a seat, you can't just turn no, up and it's supposed to be our, you know, our sort Your of talisman, shining star type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I just wonder with with United, you know, <laughs> the expectations are always there with United, regardless of how good, bad, or different a season they're having. There always seems to be this um, expectation that they should be in the top four at all times, regardless of what's going on. Um, and I still think that you're a mile away from it, an absolute mile my, away from it. Yeah, my biggest problem is I, I could look at every single one of those teams, let's say in the top 10, maybe even further, like Liverpool, I know exactly how Liverpool are going to play, Villa, City, Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham. Like, yeah. You might not like it, but I know how you're going to Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, agreed. It, it pays off. Brighton, exactly the same. Newcastle, exactly the same. United, I, I don't know what we're trying to do. Like, I don't know what the game... But I would love to see what Ten Hag trains the players to do and, and tells them to do in the dressing room because every time we, we, we're playing, I genuinely don't know what the game plan is. Mm. It, and it, it's, it just reminds me of when we were under Ollie and it was like, let's hope for the best. And, you know, when we go 2-0 down, let's try and win 3-2. There's, there's no, like, let's press or let's do this. I, I just don't understand what it is we're trying to do. And, I mean, I don't know, how would you say Chelsea play? Because uh, Chelsea is another Badly. one. Like. <laughs> but what, what, what would your... What would you think the game plan, or what would you say the game plan is for Chelsea? Possession base for Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. But then the problem with that possession based football is we can't break teams down. So. Mm. No. Um, with with United as well, one big problem that I've seen creep back into the side is the fact that you've you still seem to be struggling in that CDM area again. Mm. Um, Casemiro came in and seemingly plugged that hole for that first period of time that he was there. He's obviously had a fairly long term injury. I know you've got a lot of players potentially coming back from injury in the next month or so. Yeah. Um, but Casemiro is not a long-term option anyway because of his age. 
And as good as Kobe Mainu is, he's obviously not quite ready to take that CDM role on himself at all times. And Scott McTominay has proven time and time and time again that he cannot play in that CDM role because, yeah. A, he's not good enough to do it, but also he completely um, nullifies Bruno Fernandes mm. because Bruno Fernandes is now having to cover McTominay because all McTominay wants to do is fucking bomb yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and there was I was watching um, some clips on, uh, on social media of this and McTominay is often the furthest player forward. He's further forward than Hoyland yeah. when the ball's coming into the box. And because of that, Fernandez has to drop in. So mm. all of a sudden you're taking Fernandez out of his natural 10 position where he can hurt teams. As much as I don't like Fernandez, that is where his yeah. best position is. Um, well, that's, again, like it's funny that you and lots of other United fans have noticed this, but yet Ten Hag plays him almost every single game. And every game, I'm, <laughs> every game I'm, I say he's fucking dog shit because he is dog shit. And like, unless McTominay scores a goal, he impacts the game in no yeah. way whatsoever. Is he still other than negatively. No, I think um, Garnacho is now. <laughs> Get that monkey off the yeah. back. But I, I'm pretty sure Casemiro has a five-year contract. I'm not suggesting that he's not going to come back in and, and go back into that squad straight away. Mm. He'll be he'll be straight back into the starting eleven. I'm sure. Barbie going players long contract. Yeah, well. and he's in his thirties. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least you give like twenty-year-olds fifteen-year contracts. So yeah, I think. Um, Man United fans are going to be very pessimistic about this. Obviously, with the fact that the Glazers are technically still the owners. All this talk about Jim Ratcliffe kind of being given all control of footballing matters is all well and good. Mm. But, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. And Ratcliffe's... Uh, uh, his, his, his rep Not his reputation, his um, previous record, if you like, at other teams is not amazing. Yeah, Nisa, it was awful. Um, just signed those of has-beens. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's no guarantee that with the, with the money at his disposal <laughs> that things are suddenly going to change and that they, you know, you're going to have some amazing statistic, uh, amazing transfer strategy and policy in place. But um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Chelsea, what about you then? From a, from a 2024 point of view, if you look back on 2023, it's been a very... Um, Horrendous. Strange, bad. It can't get year. any worse. It can't. I think we ended up with six or seven home wins in the whole of the year, not yeah. this season. The whole of the yeah, year. I think you're bottom, aren't you? Yeah, for home wins. Yeah, in well, points. I think, I think you lost in... the most games in a calendar year you've lost ever. I think it was twenty-two mm. in, in calendar in the calendar year, and yours was your home form that was yeah. the biggest problem. I just, I don't know. Things I don't look at any team above us. I think we're better than them. Even below us, Wolves, Bournemouth, arguably are better than us. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, mean, I don't know what more there is to say about Chelsea at the moment. We just we play okay football most games, don't score. It was like the, the Luton, I think the Luton game summed it up quite well. First half, like you look like Chelsea of old, you mm -hmm. know, with Cole Palmer the way he was playing. Second half, like you say, Luton could have smashed yeah. it. I think it was almost the worst thing we could do was going three up because mm. we sort of just sat back. Mm. Luton, as soon as they got that first goal, the one that was disallowed actually, as soon as they got that disallowed goal. That's it. We couldn't even get out of our box. Mm. They just battered us. And they just look, I think because we are such a young side, without, when you take Thiago Silva out of that side, um, I can't remember what game it was now. It wasn't the last game, it was the game before that. We had the youngest ever starting lineup for a Chelsea team. I really? think it averaged 20 years and something. <laughs> so when you've got that many young players on the pitch, there's no experience. So mm. you're going to have games like that. Yeah, I, I mean, 
a lot has been said about Manchester United and, and the overpayment on their players. But I think actually when you look now at Chelsea's signings, you have to say that there's been a lot of overpaying mm. on those. I know it's stretched out over a long the, time. Yeah, but... the wages are on. I was actually quite surprised by how little some of the... I say little, they're on like 40 grand a week. But compared to some players... Liverpool gone one up, Salah. Fuck for that. That might have been get a Van Dyke assist, actually. I'll get you into positive, uh, uh, positive numbers with him. <laughs> yeah. So Back um, up to plus one. Yeah, they're, although they're on long contracts, they're not on an awful lot of money. They're not on like 200 grand a week, mm. most of them. So. I'll do, what's going to be really interesting to see, as and when Chelsea decide to, to sort of cut their losses with one of these players they put on an eight-year contract, yeah. whether it's Mudrick, whether it's Caicedo, whoever it's going to be. It'll be really interesting to see how that affects them, how it affects their ability to spend financially. How much of that money that, you know, because, you know, Caicedo, 100 million, whatever it was, over eight years, that's only like, what's that, 12, 15, yeah. 13 million a year. So how much of that can be written off and put back into the transfer kit to fund moves for Surely people? Surely a loophole somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Caicedo has been a massive disappointment. He's I mean, we're talking about shocking. biggest disappointment players. All he does is give the ball away and give fouls away. Yeah. He gets booked most games. Um, I, th- I, think, yeah. <laughs> I think Liverpool have dodged a bit of a bullet because obviously yeah. Chelsea kind of when, took him off When we went toes. in for him, I said, I don't want him. And I don't want to be spending that much money on him. We don't need to spend that much money on him. Because Liverpool had him, basically. Mm, I'm yeah. glad they've got him. And then, yeah. And you obviously brought Lavia in, who's obviously yeah. had a lot of injuries, and he's only recently really started well, he playing. Injured, he, yeah, he came yeah. back, came on, and then got injured. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he played like 20 minutes and got injured again. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Jackson, do you, want to, do you want to do the apology just, now, or do you want to do it yeah, in writing? Yeah, I, I need to apologise to a, uh, a legend of Chelsea, and that's Didier Drogba. <laughs> earlier on in the season, I said I saw similarities in them. <laughs> Definitely not. I take that back. I'm very sorry. He is genuinely. I think he's worse than Lukaku. He's shocking. I think he, you know, like the the, the meme Lukaku at United with the first. I think he's worse. I <laughs> think he's one of the worst strikers so I've seen. Bad. He just looks like he he had a one on one at the week. I think it was was it against Luton. It almost went out for a throw in. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh mate. I I I liken him. You know, there was that story we talked about it month or two ago of the guy who um faked his cv as a footballer and mark hughes yeah, fell for it yeah. nicholas jackson must be related to him because i don't understand how did he score money for villarreal do you know six or seven yeah. so he's another hoyland basically <laughs> but he played so for villarreal he so when towards the end of the season when we bought him he was forced into an up uh playing up front he was actually a wider player uh, so he actually played out wide most of the time and then because they got some injuries so he actually went up top and he had a little purple patch towards the end of the season where he's scoring goals and just, oh, yeah, go and get it. He must have just watched his last five games yeah. and thought, well, this guy's <laughs> <Yeah. just laughs> So, but he's, he's frustrating because he, apart from his finishing, he actually contributes quite well to the team. Mm. The link-up play between midfield and him and when he drops in a little bit it, with Palmer and that, he, he does play some okay football. Mm. Is, but, it, is he just Timo Werner 2.0? Yeah, no, I preferred Werner actually. Before he was a player. <laughs> I did. I, I really Man United apparently buying him. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind that too much. I think he's not what you I need, do though. quite rate him. He's not a goal. He's going to say he's not mm. what you need right now. Um, you've got Diallo. You've well, got if Garnacho. we don't go for that Grassi at 17 million, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so you will go for him, but you'll pay 50 yeah. on the last yeah. day of the uh... yeah, I know you got a release cost for 17, <laughs> but we think he's worth more. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Um, there's there's a there's a lot of players in that Chelsea side who are really underperforming. I mean, I heard somewhere the other day, it might have been on 
probably on Talksbox the sort of shit they'll come out with. But they actually were talking about Chelsea. And they were like, yeah, you know, one or two of their players in coming into a bit of form. Carl Palmer's playing well. And then they mentioned Mudrick. I was like, has he been in good he, form? He's been. I mean, he set the bar in, very low. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's been like in better form. Games, yeah, yeah, he's been in better form. I wouldn't say he's been in good form. Yeah, uh, he's done more than what he had done, but that's mm. not hard. Yeah. The people like Baddy Ashill, who were brilliant last season, this season he's just awful. Yeah, yeah that And they goal. were saying about how, because he played with De Sassi before, how they would link up nicely. Oh, mate, I would not have <laughs> either of them in the team. <laughs> that yeah. De Sassi's a bit of a donkey. Oh, yeah, I mean, the goal that, um, I think it was in the cup, yeah, we, where he like yeah. fell over the ball. I mean, what on <laughs> that earth? Was was, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, what on earth was going on there? Um, so, yeah, I think... Um, you know, realistically speaking, in January, do you see Chelsea being active in the in the January transfer the market? The only thing they might go in for is a striker. I think we that's the one thing we really need to do. But they're talking about getting rid of Conor Gallagher to Spurs for like forty yeah, million. If they do that, that's idiots. madness. He's been. He's not. He's I, not I, a I, I do player. think he's overrated. Though. Yeah, he's not a world class player. But in that Chelsea team, he's the one bit of energy we've got. And um, if you get rid of him. Mm. I don't know mm. yeah difficult to reply I mean you know I know he's he's a bit of a headless chicken at yeah. times with his you know his desire to he wants to win the ball at every opportunity mm. and he always giving away fouls he's a red card risk waiting to happen every game but it does feel like he's that I'm trying to think of, a, of an equipment he's almost like a um um oh that's a very good finish from Isak uh, needed that clean sheet gone um I just, I'm trying to think of something maybe like a uh Oh, Mark, Mark Noble, not in terms of quality, but in terms of his value to the team, mm. because he's kind of that young player who's come up through the ranks. He knows the club. He wants to play for the badge. The thing that I find weird is that there's talk about him going, yet he's been our captain. <laughs> yeah. Why would um, mm. Poch make him captain if he didn't rate him? Mm. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there was quite a lot of talk at the start of the season as to whether Gallagher would even play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you've got a midfield, you but. All these players were big money. Fernandez, Caicedo, Lavia. You know, you've got some big names in there. Gallagher obviously was thinking at the start of the season, or a lot of us were, that he wasn't really going to play a great yeah. deal. But it turns out that he seems to be a bit of the main man there. Um, Striker-wise, do you see any out the doors? Obviously, Brozier, Jackson and Kunku are all fit now. Poss- possibly Brozier. Um, not sure how much he rates him. He's, there's a player there, I think, but... He's just not quite. I think he's good another enough. one that needs to play for like a Bournemouth. Yeah, or he's basically another yeah. Solanke. I think yeah. he's a good player, but he's just not quite that top mm. quality. Mm. I mean, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because you see, yeah, I mean, they straight swap for Tony. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because you know, you look at when you look at Solanke and some of the finishes he's been doing now. He's clearly a good player. Mm. Broya, we saw it at Southampton yeah. a year or two ago. You think in a team that's creating as many chances as Chelsea do often create you think well, how, how are you yeah. not able to score some of these um, so it, it is weird um, realistically looking at the table now you're, you're sitting in, in 10th place what do you I'm expect happy that. Chelsea that's two places do? better than we finished last season <laughs> it's no, an improvement well, I, honestly I haven't got a clue we, we could finish 7th we could finish 15th at what point do we say Chelsea are no longer <sighs> we probably could say it now in terms of they're getting into Europe. Chelsea were, were one of those mainstays, weren't they, in, in Europe every year, whether it's Champions League most of the time or Europe. I still League don't think year. we're... If you, we've got to put a run of form in, but we're not out of getting into one of them European well, it's spots. It's not that long ago Chelsea were Premier League winners. Yeah. Mm. Too cool. And Champions League winners. Yeah. Was that four years ago? 21, yeah. Three yeah. years ago. 
two, three. And now they're struggling to get in the top ten. Yeah, which is is, is madness. Um, but yeah, the the, the the Chelsea squad is very unbalanced. Um, I feel like there's a lot of players that need. It's too much youth in there. I think. Yeah. Um, far too much youth. So if it were you, who would you go for then? Have you got any anybody in mind or anybody that's been linked so far? I would like like a Tony to come in. I don't. I think if he's going to go anywhere, he'd probably go Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I think he's an Arsenal fan, isn't he? Yeah. He's already said he'd like to go there. So I don't. I'm not sure about that, Oshiman. Don't know about him. Mm. He's unsettled though. Him. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. realistic possibility if you can swindle the finances again yeah. to make it happen. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't have your route back. He's doing bits. He's still doing bits of Milan, isn't he? Yeah, no, that was a bit of a miss. He's he's been very underrated. Mm. So um, yeah, I mean, I guess from from a West Ham point of view, I suppose I should talk about the David Moyes situation because I've been. I was talking to you about it at the weekend. Yeah, I've been so backwards and forwards on that bloke. It's unbelievable um, over the past six to six to twelve months. Um, There is apparently um, a two and a half year contract. Practically ready um, for Moyes. For Moyes, yeah, um, he was. He alluded to the fact that he was pretty certain that the contract would would get sorted uh, after the Arsenal game. Um, and I think ultimately, if I if I take a step back from my feelings about the style of football, I think if you take a step back and just look at the bigger picture, I think it's almost impossible to not give him a, a new contract. You know, we've had at this point of the season, we are we've got the highest amount of Premier League points we've ever had, mm-hmm. and hilariously as well. When I looked at that, when I looked at the table, the next two highest points tallies are also David Moyes in the last couple of years. Mm. So we've, the consistency is there. Apart from last season in the Premier League where we were really bad, the other three seasons he's had, we've been really, really solid and really consistent. We've won a European trophy. We've had European football for three years. We've got players in the team now that are exciting to watch. Although the tactics are still shit, and I will stand by that. Um, how can you realistically argue with West Ham in sixth place? That's the problem, isn't it? It's the case of uh, grass isn't always green on the other side. Mm. Yeah. But at the same point, you've got them, like you say, them players there that if they was unlocked properly with different tactics, I think that's what could go to another level. But yeah. I find that with um, you've got to be careful who you do bring. I find that with Palace, like obviously they've tried a couple of times mm. to bring someone in that will take them up a level, yeah. and then they keep resorting back to someone yeah. like. Hodgson that's, and we that's, have tried it in recent yeah. years. We know we had Pellegrini, we had Billich, who played a very open style, um, and it you know worked briefly, but not but not long term. So um, this would be a much easier conversation to have if West Ham were you know mid table obscurity, not in Europe. This would be a very easy conversation to have. Now you'd say, right, roll the dice, see what happens. But I think to roll the dice when West Ham are in this position right now, I think would be crazy. Frankly, um, if I if I take a step back and I, and, I, and I look at all this and I know you guys are going to be a load of grief for this because of how <laughs> backwards and forwards I go on this, I think he has to. As much as I'm going to hate watching that brand of football, you know, we, we've beaten this season in the league, we've beaten Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, nice. Spurs, United... How can you really argue with that? And we've basically, we've beaten... Well, they're beating us, isn't exactly Well, that. no, we've also beaten Brighton. And this year for the first time. So if you look at that top echelon of teams, the only ones we haven't beaten, um, Liverpool, Villa and City, they're the only ones we haven't beaten. So, yeah, I think it's hard to argue. Um, from a January point of view, um, I've I've heard that there's outgoings before there's incomings. There's a few players, Ben Rama, Kerrer and Danny Ings are apparently the three most likely to go. Mm-hmm. Suchek just signed a new contract today for a few more years. Um 
not a massive fan of his, but he gets goals and mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a scrapper. Um, players coming in, I we, we need to bring in another striker. Uh, Antonio's, you know, probably going to move on at some point. He's getting on. Danny Ings is useless. Oh, Antonio, yeah, about that. Full-time um, podcaster. Isn't it? Full-time podcaster, part-time, uh, part-time striker. Doesn't um, get the numbers out, does he? Do you see... Um, you know Troy Deeney's Forest Green Rovers manager? Yeah. He got sent off the other day. Did he? He's going to be managing about a week and a half, isn't he? <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, he's lasted longer than the woman manager did in pre-season. Would she last about one 10 game. days? Yeah. Did she even... I didn't even think she managed the one, game. That was one game, wasn't she it? One pre-season one, game. One pre-season yeah. game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think um, West Ham have, have recruited really well. I There's rumours circulating this sporting director of ours this Tim Steiner who's engineered the deals for like Kudus and stuff like that apparently Kudus said he would only come to West Ham if Pakatar was there that was one of his things and Steiner said I guarantee he's still going to be there for this season um, until January no I think we'll, I, I, I think West Ham will hold on until yeah. next season at the end of the season is um, he injured? I don't he think he is but it's not serious he should be back in a week or two I don't think Premier, club, Premier League clubs I don't think there'll be too much movement in January no. this year I think we will. I think we've got to. You will. I don't. I, I don't think we will be that busy. I reckon you'll sign five or six. Just keep really? it. Keep it low. Keep it low. So yeah, I, I think there's there's talk of um, Kerrer going to Monaco and um, potentially in a part of, <laughs> part of a swap deal for Fafana, who wants out and okay. he's really highly rated. So I saw a. Um, what was the potential swap deal? It was Arsenal sending someone to Villa, I think, and Douglas Louise going the other way. It wasn't Balogun, was it? Potentially, I can't remember who it was. No, uh, no I can't remember who it was. I heard they want forty million for Enketia, which is hilarious. Really? Yeah, forty mil. That's the old English tax, English, right there. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, right. Um, that will do us then for our sort of halfway wrap up uh, show of the season. Um, we will now begin to round out the show, and we'll first start with this. Down the stat, man. Um, right. So there have been ten goals scored by players against teams they've previously played for in the Premier League in December, the most in a single month in the competition's history. But can you tell me um, who the player is? I know one for definite. Uh, Elang- Palmer. Elanga. Did Elanga score? He, he scored. assisted, didn't he? I thought he got the goal against United. No, no he, he assisted. Ah, uh, okay. Um. Did Anthony Gordon um, score against Everton? Palmer's not actually on it. Who's Palmer? When did he score against? against this month? Against City, didn't he? He scored the penalty. Is it, is it in December, though? Sure it was. Is that November, then? They played. God, it doesn't feel like that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, if... Go on, then. Give us, give us some teams, then. Um, the West, ones that we were certain about. West Ham, Arsenal. Rice? No. Someone for West Ham scored against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Who have we got this fucking ex-Arsenal? Oh, Mavropanos. Yeah, Konstantinos <laughs> Mavropanos. Um, the fucking two and a half games that he played for, for Arsenal about five years ago and then yeah. didn't celebrate, dickhead. Um, <laughs> player that recently got a hat-trick. 
Um, Solanke? No. Uh, was it? Literally just after Solanke got his hat trick was that the week after? It was last week, I think. If I give you the teams, you'll literally get it <laughs> in a millisecond. Um, it was against Newcastle. Who did, who did they get battered by? <laughs> literally last week. That Ch- sorry, that Chelsea Man City game was 12th of November. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> doesn't feel like that long ago. Uh, who else? Who's got a hat trick recently? Against Newcastle. Against Newcastle. That you used to play for him. Oh, uh, Chris Wood. Chris Wood, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Chris Wood. Um, another one against his former club, which was Newcastle. Um, but it annoyingly hasn't given me the teams they play for, and some of them like who the fuck do they play for? I think it's. L- I'm gonna have to look. Andrew Townsend. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Luton. Uh, yes, yeah. Head, yeah, Luton. <coughs> oh, Ross Barkley. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's got yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not actually on it because I've got this before that game, right. so it would be eleven. Um, scorer against Everton. For Tottenham. Richarlison. Yeah. Scorer against Villa for Sheffield United. Cameron Archer. Mm-hmm. Scorer for Newcastle against Fulham. For Newcastle against Fulham. Not from Fulham. Mm. Is it someone like Joe Willock or someone like that? No, but it is someone that you Jacob Ramsey. wouldn't expect. Not Jacob Ramsey. Um, Jacob Murphy. No. Uh, long stuff. No, no, he's I Newcastle. Can't think of anybody who's... To be fair, I I would struggle to go. I didn't know he played for Fulham. Potentially alone or something. No, struggling with this one. No. No. Dan Byrne. Oh, I thought he was Brighton for <laughs> all his career. Um, player for Everton scored against Burnley. Uh, Damari Gray. No. He's not there anymore, actually. I don't think, no, I think, he I think he's at Leicester, isn't he? Uh, oh, um, Dwight McNeil. No. <laughs> no, it's not. He, he, <laughs> did, he did play for them, but it's not. I could have sworn he scored against Burnley. <laughs> Lying, but I oh, know it was Forrest, he scored against. <laughs> I was so confident. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to tell you this. <laughs> Decore? No. Oh, uh, Tarkovsky. <laughs> no. Fucking I love the confidence of... Oh, yeah, I know it. Oh, How many of Sean Dyche's old boys has he brought along? He's got a few. This Calvert-Lewin? Guy, no, this guy also used... I think he started his career at Man United. Um... Harrison? Nope. Defender? Who's there? Uh, who's there right back? No? Okay. More central. <laughs> who's, the, who's the partner with T- uh, Tarkovsky? Who's the other centre-back? I can't think. Is it the other centre-back? Michael Keane? 
Ah, okay. And last but not least, for Chelsea against Brighton. Corsado? No. Did he score it, sir? What else have we got from Ryan? Uh, Colwell? Mm-hmm. Maybe Colwell. Yeah, like Colwell. There we go. That one of them. That's it. That's good, that one. I like that. Apart from the Burnley one, didn't uh, didn't get all that. One <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd have got Michael King. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've named two players who were like <laughs> proper Burnley through and through players. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, well, that bodes well anyway for this. <laughs> right. Yeah. So a quiz. I've done a quiz for you. That's very nice of you, sir. Now, it's a little bit rushed, and I've gone a little bit different Okay. to try and promote your LMA. Oh, what a guy. Oh, okay. what a guy. So I'm going to do some questions on, not this season, because it's not finished yet, but season three and four oh. of your LMA, taking <laughs> you back a little bit. Either you've got a very good memory, or you so, didn't have anything to do this afternoon. <laughs> I will say I had a quick rummage through a few, <laughs> a few of the episodes. So... Starting, so what we do is if... How many trophies did Chris win? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how many managers <laughs> have still got? No, I left that out. And I left out, I was going to count how many times um, Anelka got injured, but I <laughs> couldn't, couldn't count. <coughs> so, um, right. So the first one, what happened to, uh, to episode four and five of season three? So Chris made a mistake with something and... Uh, not necessarily four and five. Four and five during recording. So not oh, necessarily anything yeah, to do with the football. I think I know. So how do you want to do this? You want to just shout them out or first one to answer? Well we if we if one of us says the answer, the other one has to be honest if that's yeah. what they were thinking. Yeah, okay. I think this is where I accidentally left one of the filters on the mic and we basically had like some crazy reverb on the mic and I had to like do some kind of like commentary over the top to like yeah, I was going to say, it gave us like robotic voices. Yeah, or so you yeah, had the voice change yeah. wrong where it was yeah, like yeah. ridiculous for yeah. two, two episodes. <laughs> okay, so you both got that one. So you played each other twice in the league. Uh, what was the aggregate score in season three? And who two? <coughs> last season. No, <coughs> season, season, season before three. that. <coughs> Jesus, sorry. Um, I have a feeling that was the season that you had Harry Kuehl. You battered me. Um, okay. I'm going to say 6-3 on aggregate. I think I won 4-1 and then we drew 2 all. I don't think I scored three goals against you. I'm pretty sure in season four, I think I beat you. So I was the first team to do it. In season three, I'm pretty sure you beat me both times. Um, I'm going to say aggregate score of 6-1. No. So you actually beat him in one of the games. Did I? You beat him 1-0 and then he won 4-0 on the uh, return leg. Oh. So it was 4-1 to death. Done myself dirty there. Yeah. That's the level, of, nil, that's that the level of, the of game. Yeah, must, uh, that's the level of expectation I have on my team. I just expect it. <laughs> <laughs> so still in season three. Who did Dan beat in the Champions League final and what was the score? I'll let you answer this. I'm... And for a bonus point... <coughs> Who scored the last goal and what minute? It was very late on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was Liverpool. Uh-huh. I want to say, score-wise, I want to say 2-0. Oh, 
No, it was. I'm fairly certain um, they scored early. They scored a really scuffed one early doors. Yeah. I think it was like four two maybe. No, nah, it wasn't that high. No? I said two one. I I went with two 0 originally. Locking them in. I'll I'll go. 4-2. Yeah, I mean I said so. It was Liverpool, but yeah. it was three two, and Elka oh. scored an eighty seventh minute penalty. <laughs> sounds about right for Dan. <laughs> And the last question for season three, what were your league positions at the end of the season? In season three? Mm. Um, mm, I'm not going to give any clues on this one because I think I might know. This is not last season, season before. Mm. Uh Okay. Yeah, I I, I, I think I know. I think I might know. What are you going for? I'm pretty sure you finished one place above me. I want to say third and fourth. I'm going to say I finished third and you finished second. You were the closest. So, Chris, yes, you finished third and Dan, you finished fifth. Ah. Really? Yeah. You didn't get Champions League? I don't know what you, you did, did because of the yeah, um, Champions League. Because you won the fucking... <laughs> oh, you yeah. bastard, yeah. Well, on to season four. That's right. Sorry to interrupt you. It's because you won it, and on the last day of the season, United beat me. I think yeah. to get into the fourth place, yeah. but they yeah. didn't get Champions League yeah. because you didn't <laughs> win it. That was right. So, because you was both in the Champions League the following season, who was in your groups? Oh blimey! This is last season. Last season, yeah. Um, I think if you get one of. Your teams, Chris, I'll be very surprised. There was a running joke going on at the time between us because we were saying, oh, we should just go out for dinner together because we kept going, we kept <laughs> going we to the same country. Spain. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I'm sure. Should we just do our own? Should we do our, just do our own? Yeah, yeah, yeah do yeah. your own one. I'd put them both down. Sorry. Okay, so I think mine was, I'm going to say it was AEK Athens. Sorry, not AEK Athens. Um, Panathinaikos. Um, who was the? I have one bigger team in there. Who was it? Valencia. And also, um, I think there was a Portuguese team in there. I'm going to say Sporting Lisbon. So yeah, you got Sporting and Panathinaikos. Okay. But the third team was Jurgens. Oh god, yeah, the Swedish team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I had FC Porto and Olympiacos. And then I want to say I had either Valencia or Atletico Madrid. I think I had Atletico Madrid. You did. All three. Yeah. Well done. Right. Where'd you come in that group? Last. (laughs) 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 Which player missed five penalties against Chris in two games? (laughs) Against Chris? Yeah, Yeah. I know that one. Oh, Darren Bent. Yeah, Darren (laughs) Bent. I had a lot of fun in it in that one. So, you both won one game apiece in the two games you played each other in the league, but what was the aggregate score? What, in season four? In season four. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to say... 5-1. To me. I'm going to say 4-2 to me. 
It's 4-1 again. Oh. Seasons, it was 4-1. I remember I beat you 1-0 yeah. because I was the first one to score against you and first one to beat you. And I'm, I remember you batted me because that was when Marcelino scored the overhead. But I can't remember if it was 4 or 5. <sighs> Close. Which team knocked Chris out of the Champions League? Oh, yeah, I know that. I know. Leon. Leon. Yeah. You get the score? Aggregate? Uh, I'm pretty sure... 3-1 in the end, I think, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. you had the... a man sent off, didn't you? Uh, yes, and that was during Probably a really so. bad. Yeah, it was during a really bad patch, and the only goal I scored was a, was a free kick in the first game. <laughs> and who knocked Dan out of the Europa League after dropping into it? Uh, well, I don't remember this. To be honest, I kind of forgotten you were even in it because we always a, talk about the trophies that you haven't won. Mm. Who did you lose against? I feel like it must have been somebody who maybe went on to win it. Did they go and win like it? Which nation? Is it Spain? It's Spain. Valencia. It was Valencia. Oh. Do you remember the score? Aggregate? I think I lost by one goal. No? No. What was it? 4-2. Four, 4-2. Two. Four, two. Ouch. And then what were your league positions? This is the last question. What were your league positions at the end of the season? First. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, Arsenal um, <coughs> drew against, yeah. I think it was the last game of the season. Yeah. All they Unbe- had to do was win. Unbelievable <laughs> drama for the live stream, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I'm going to say I finished. Did I just sneak in? Did I, I'm going to say fifth. I thought sixth. It was fifth. Yeah. yeah. Well done. That was good, though. I enjoyed yeah, that little I trip down memory that. lane. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. I have no idea what the actual score was, but... Uh, no, no, I just thought it'd be a, no, was good. Yeah, a fun one. It was good, yeah. Um, apologies to anyone listening who hasn't been watching the anime series because I have absolutely no idea <laughs> what was going on. That's your fault. Yeah, yeah exactly. Get on there yeah, and start watching there. anime. Yeah. That's on you. There's only five series to catch up. It'll only take you a week or two. Um, Read the comments. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, we've been getting some amazing comments <laughs> yeah, on there. Yeah. Um, although there are people on there who've claimed that they've binged the entire thing in like three days. <laughs> So either they've had literally nothing to do. They don't sleep. Yeah, because <laughs> every episode is an average of like 45 to an hour long. Most of them are over an hour. They are now, yeah, because yeah, it's just, just too much to take out. Um, Europe and stuff, isn't it? Yes. Um, so, yeah, LMA will uh, be back. I've actually not even started the editing, so that's a, that's a late night for me tonight. Um, for tomorrow. Um, so we need to get that edited, and then we'll be we'll back recording some more tomorrow. We're probably not a million miles away now from mm. penciling a date for the live stream. Couple, yeah. more, couple more episodes, maybe we can start thinking yeah, about we it. Just finished January transfer window, didn't we? Yeah. So, um, so um, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's good. It's free one. Yeah, yeah, free one Liverpool. Yeah, I saw Salah got an assist for that one. Well, he might get a few points. Yeah, go on, go on, Jurgen, go on, my son. <laughs> Um, right, yes, that will do us. Um, heading into the uh, the new year, we will continue with our. Um, sort of random approach to who's on each week so it'd just be a nice surprise for you to see who's on the show um, obviously we do wish Pete um, all the best with his impending uh, newborn um, I don't think there's anything else to say we have got a potential new um, I'm, I'm trying to work on a little bit of a partner for the show um, I'll talk to you guys off air but there's chance of, of somebody coming on board um, as a sort of a bit of a mini channel sponsor um, and I've also found a very nice way to help increase YouTube followers and listens and stuff as well so hopefully there's some good things to come 
in the new year as always if you haven't um, rated the show if you're watching on say iTunes or something like that or listening on iTunes or Spotify don't forget to give the show a review um, and give us a five star if you enjoy it it does help and we will see you all next week stop watching the show and say bye to everyone oh sorry bye <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we have to do that yeah <laughs>